Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Bandwell. Appreciate you joining me on this chapter day journey. We are in 1 Kings chapter 6, and it was verse 7 that jumped off the page at me this morning. It says, in building the temple, only blocks dressed at the quarry were used, and no hammer, chisel, or any other iron tool was heard at the temple site while it was being built. Today's podcast is entitled Sacred Space. This past week, Wendy and I were tickled as we watched a young girl in our weekly gathering of Jesus followers. She was laying on the floor on her tummy in the front of the gathering, coloring in her coloring book and kicking her legs up and down as she hummed (laughs) during the morning message. When I later told her mother that Wendy and I had enjoyed watching her daughter, she commented, only in our gathering could that be acceptable. And what she was poking at was the tradition of reverence and sacredness that people have traditionally (laughs) had around church buildings and sanctuaries and places of worship. I, I, I was raised in such a tradition. I remember entering the church, you're to be quiet dignified, respectful. Children were never supposed to run. You never run in church. The altar area in the sanctuary was a forbidden space, especially to children. Wear your best clothes. Sit up straight in the pew. Behave. Be quiet. Be reverent. You're in a sacred space. You know, after becoming a follower of Jesus and reading Jesus' teachings and the teachings of the apostles for myself, I was amazed by the realization that almost everything about my experiences of church as a child were nowhere to be found in either the teachings or examples of Jesus and his early followers. In fact, Jesus, on at least two occasions, speaks about the religious tradition of worshiping God at a temple as being it's going to be torn down, replaced. He was dismissive of his disciples' awe and wonder at the temple, which, by the way, happens to be the same temple we read about being built in today's chapter. And he tells them that it will ultimately be raised to rubble. In another episode, a woman from Samaria questions Jesus about one of the major differences between the Jews of Jesus' day, whose worship was centered around the temple in Jerusalem, and the Samaritans, whose worship was centered at Mount Gerizim. Jesus responds, quote, Believe me. A time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. A time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. End quote. You know, Jesus never prescribed church buildings, cathedrals, basilicas, sanctuaries, altars, or sacred spaces. The teaching of Jesus was that when his followers are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, we become the temple of God. Sacred space, therefore, is wherever I happen to be. I bring the sacred with me because God's spirit is in me. My body is the temple. Jesus' movement in the first century exploded As followers and disciples, they met anywhere, everywhere, homes, public spaces, outdoors. We human beings, however, love our religious traditions, don't we? 
I found it interesting in today's chapter that even at the building of Solomon's temple, the work area was to remain silent in reverence. And it reminded me of the plethora of rules I was taught as a child about the church building being a sacred space. Which then, as I pondered it, reminded me of our sweet little girl (laughs) that Wendy and I watched and worshipped this past Sunday. Our local gathering has created a new tradition, a different stance than the historic traditions about the place of worship being a sacred space and thus requiring things like silence and reverence and rules like the removal of headwear or whatever it might be. In our gatherings, children are allowed to be children. For many years, we had a weekly gaggle of little girls who would literally apply Psalm 149's call to praise God with dancing. (laughs) They would just... Uh, they just dance and jump and spin and improvise in the corner of the room during worship songs. I loved it. We have people who quite literally exercise the freedom to worship God with clapping and shouting and raising hands as prescribed in the book of Psalms and elsewhere. On a few occasions, we've had an individual who expresses praise by applying Psalm 20's encouragement to, quote, lift up banners in the name of God, end quote and would quite literally do a flag routine like you'd see at a marching band. Sometimes we are silent and reverent, not because of the room or the building, but because silence is a form of both individual and corporate worship as well. And it is in the quiet where I find myself each morning as I read and ponder and write each one of these chapter day posts and then make this podcast my home office becomes sacred space not because of anything having to do with my house or this room but because of everything that has to do with god's spirit in me communing with me in spirit and heart and mind i hope you have a great day wherever this finds you my friend We'll be back here tomorrow.